Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cabin. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the Dr. McKenna Cup semi-final tomorrow evening, Saturday, in Kingspan, Breffney at 5pm, as Tyrone uh, make the journey down south to take on uh, Mickey Graham's Cavan. To look ahead to the action, joined by the sports editor of the Angus South, Paul Fitzpatrick. Um, Paul, back in the McKenna Cup semi-final for the first time since 2016, and all I could think of was in 2016, we got promotion to Division 1. We ran Tyrone close in an Ulster semi-final the first day, obviously drawn with them. We actually had a good enough year in 2016. So is this a sign of things to come? Hopefully, Damien, yeah, hopefully. I wonder what is the correlation between um, the McKenna Cup success and success further on down the line. Obviously, Monaghan won it last year and didn't have the greatest year after that. Um, yeah. I'm just I just looked up that 2016. That that was the year Cavan played Monaghan and Armagh beat the two of them. Sorry, no, we drew at Monaghan, uh, as far as I remember, and then we beat Armagh and we beat uh, Ulster University Jordanstown, and then we lost to Derry in the Atlantic Grounds in the semi final. I remember that it was actually it was played on the 17th of January, but as far as I remember, it was a really good day, and then. Derry went on and lost the final after extra time to their own. So Derry were a bit ahead of Cavan as far as I remember that game, if you remember it. Yeah, and then it wasn't it might have only been about three weeks later or four weeks later, Derry came down to Kingspan Brefty for the second round of the league, I think it was, and a couple of refereeing decisions robbed Cavan of a of a win, but it catapulted Cavan after losing to Tyrone in the first round of the league. And the Derry, they catapulted on the win six in a row and get promotion. So, um, it, five in it, a row, yeah, that's right. That's five right. in a row, sorry, yeah, yeah. promotion. So it 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 was an indicator of performance because Tyrone were just down from Division One into Division Two, and Cavan were were competitive with them, very competitive with them in that league game. Um, I think Tyrone just pulled away, kind of after half time, got a few scores if I remember right. I think that game finished ten eight or eleven nine. Um, yeah, it was close. It was close. Yeah. And on, then, a way, on a bog of a field in Oma that day as well. That's right. That's right. It was absolutely horrendous bad. There was puddles. There was actual puddles on the field. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it, it, so it led on that, that the confidence or maybe the levels of performance or whatever way it, 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 it wants to be perceived, it led into good performances in the league for Cavan. I suppose it did. I suppose it did, yeah. But then... We'd have to look at other years where Cavan had a good year and 
what was the McKenna Cup like? I think 2016 was probably the best year of recent of recent years, uh, bar, bar obviously 2020, uh, which was a very, very disrupted year. Like 2016 was the year Cavan won a lot of matches. They like, can give our man a good tanking in the championship through with her own and should have done better that year. Like, that's t- it's a, always the disappointment. Yeah, it's always the year we go back there. But yeah, I suppose Cavan were in the in the mood for dancing when it came to the McKenna Cup that year. So, Hopefully, hopefully it'll follow on this year. I don't see why not, but we're going to have to do something we don't do very often, and that's beat, beat Tyrone, but it's it's probably as good a time as any to get Tyrone, especially that Kevin had them at home. Can I throw... Uh, I, I don't know if... I, I You'll tell me if I've thrown this out before, and I can't take credit for it. It was Andre Quinn, um, the, the head of athletic development, that, that muted this a couple of years ago, but Kevin seemed to play to the level of the opponent. That's in front of them, and they prepare mentally for the level of that opponent, and and they go out and and match it. And the evidence is growing to say that that it's true. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe jump in and 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 really hone in on the evidence. But if you look at even the mechanic up in the last couple of years, last year a really close battle with Armagh, who were up in Division One, so uh, you know a perceived team stronger than ourselves at that stage, and a came prepared for the All-Ireland champions and blew them out of the water. So Cavan were able to play at the level of Tyrone, just Tyrone weren't able to play at the level of Tyrone um, that day. Then we go up to Antrim this year, we play at Antrim's level, and then Armagh come down and we play at Division 1 level. So there, there is something to it, is there? I suppose there is. I, I, I still think Cavan didn't play too badly against Antrim. I think we played better than Antrim. But I, I, I definitely get your point. And we saw it last year in Division 4 a lot, where, where Cavan definitely seemed to be dragged down to play at a, at a lower level than they're capable of. Again, like it's so hard to just put your finger on where Cavan are at. And you're basically ju- judging the entirety of last year on one or two games, which was the Donegal game and probably the Talchon Cup final. Didn't win either of them. But played played well again. Did we play well against Donegal? I think Cavan did play well against Donegal. Played a nice style of football that day as well. So, yeah, I'd I, I'd say there is something to that. We know that Cavan don't tend to to do very well when they're favourites. So I think those two things are tied into each other as well. Yeah. You're playing a playing weaker opposition. Maybe you you play at the level of the opposition, and therefore you don't justify favouritism. In saying that. Cavan did get out of Division Four last year with seven wins out of eight. It was unconvincing at times, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter about being convincing in Division Four because you're on a hiding to nothing anyway. You just had to get out of it, and they did get out of it. So, um, yeah. But I, I do, I know, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. So, can we play to the level of Tyrone on Saturday night? Can we stop Carl McShane six points against Derry on Wednesday night? Yeah, you know, you'd wonder. Um, what the Cavan team is going to be for a start. Now, Tyrone had such a nightmare of a year last year. Like you'd have to think, what is the mindset in Tyrone? Like they were probably the worst ever um, defending All Ireland champions. They got they got an absolute tanking against Derry in the championship. They had a very disappointing league. They, were, they basically justified my me saying the year before that they weren't going to win Ulster. I I, I have to no, say, they, Damien, they did. They no, really they did. Didn't. <laughs> they didn't. You see, a prediction has to be time relevant, and at that time, your prediction was shocking bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, but the the Blackard the way to that All Ireland, like like Mayo, I lost all faith in Mayo after that All Ireland final. I like, honestly thought Mayo were going to win it, and and they missed the penalty and they did Mayo things, and 
Tyrone just had had the belief to win it, and like you know, the whole Kerry thing. Jesus Christ, I I still don't know how Tyrone won that all, all Ireland, but they won it. They 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 won it because of your prediction. They were yeah. really, they 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 were written off by everybody and 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 you along with them, and that's a dangerous corner to put Tyrone into. I still don't think they were the best team in Ireland, but it was just a funny kind of a championship. It was knockout. Put it like this: if it had been a, a traditional championship, if it wasn't knockout, traditional as in what we've had the last twenty years, and it wasn't knockout, and uh, there was a proper league and all the rest, but I don't think Tyrone would have won it back then. They wouldn't have had the big, the well, big COVID Paul, delay before they played Kerry and all that. Paul, Paul, you can never justify that call. You, <laughs> you literally said that they were, were not going to win Ulster and they don't win the All Ireland. <laughs> You, you you can try to argue it yourself all you want, but I know fair enough. Fair enough. I know the entire listenership of the We Are Calvin podcast are just going. You're wrong. You're so wrong. Oh no! I'll hold, I'll hold my hands up on it. But my point is, uh, last year, last year they were the worst defending champions ever. So I reckon, like they're trying to get back to winning ways. And if you look mm. at the team they put out the last day, like I wouldn't be surprised. I know I said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast I was talking about Ryan McMenamin that that their own management. Um, are there as long as they want to for advice that one think about it now like if they were to have another bad year no one to own people like they'd be very demanding I think if you were to win in All-Ireland in Cavan it would be a it'd be a, a thousand year right after that but that's not going to happen in Tyrone actually I don't think so they're trying to steady the ship uh, their joint managers and it's amazing they put out 12 of their All-Ireland team um against Derry, including the subs who come on, all four subs who come on, which was Mickey McKernan, Kieran McGeary, Derek Hanavan and Frank Bournes, they all played the All-Ireland final. Hamsey, the All-Ireland winning captain, Peter Hart, Kennedy and Kilpatrick, the two midfielders, Myler, Niall Sludden, Cahill McShane and Matty Donnelly. See, 12 players who, who got game time in that All-Ireland final played the McKenna Cup the other night. That tells me that Tyrone are betting, putting their best foot forward. And yes, they still couldn't beat Derry. They went six points up, but they weren't able to close it out. Yeah. I think the red card to Park Hamsey seemed to be the the turning of the tide that um that that Derry got got their way back into it. Although by all accounts Derry came out and played once they went so far behind they came out and played very attacking football. So um it was one of those ones that it seemed like Cahill McShane was was pretty much unmarkable. I know reading Cahill Kane's piece in, in the Irish News, um he was he was saying it was pretty much the the Colin McShane show, and he was back up to his level best. So that's a dangerous prospect for for Cavan. Like the loss of Hamsey will be will be a blow, but I'm I, immediately when I seen six points beside Colin McShane's name, I was going right. Who's going to stop him? Who's who is going to pick him up? That's a, that's a good question. I don't know because. Park Faulkner didn't play the other night. Like, ordinarily, it would be Park Faulkner, but mm. or maybe Killian the Gunner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's who it would be. Um, Park Faulkner's coming off a bad year with Cavan. I, I think he, he looked a little bit burnt out. Um, like he, he definitely lost his form last year, and he got the run around in a few games, and that's not like him because he was an absolute rock in twenty twenty, and mm. was so consistently very good with Cavan for years. Like so. Um, I don't know. I, I like I'm not. I, I, Park Faulkner's still still your your nailed on full back, but I wonder like how fit is he? Is he are they just giving him a break? Like I think he he looked like he he was a little bit burnt out. That's what that was my theory on it last year as well because class is permanent. Like and he he is a fantastic full back, but he definitely didn't show it last year. 
as in mentally burnt out? I don't know. I don't know. It just looked like he, he, a player who needed a break. That was my pop psychology on it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you think. I don't know. No, do, you well, t- do you think he lost his form? Like, I do. I do. I, I think his form dropped, whether he lost it. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it was completely lost. You know, I, I still think he had good games last year, but he didn't He didn't reach the levels of 2020 when he was just, he was like Superman, you know. Yeah, he was, he was. He was a one-man army there in 2020. Like, And he was, like, he's a player that you have to love, like, as a supporter. You, like, he's, he's such a ferocious player. Like, like literally, he's the definition of ferocity coming out with the ball, full-blooded. Like, he's he rises the crowd and he, he likes to get up and get a score. Or went through a run of scoring goals as well. Yeah. And, like, yeah. He, he's he's just a fantastic man to see in the Cavan jersey. But, like, I thought he had his worst season for Cavan last year. Uh, which said to me that it's, he didn't just become go from an all star to to a not a good footballer. I think he 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 probably was tired or carrying the knock or something. But he just wasn't. Yeah, it, 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 there, there's there's a there's a hundred different uh, possible reasons why he 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 may have had a dip in form. But I I do uh, I do kind of like to stay to try to stay away from the idea that oh well it's 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 tiredness or they need a break. I I I don't know any other profession or any other any other profession is the wrong word, but any other thing that that's if you're not going well in the solution to it is to step away from it to get better at it. I I, I don't I don't personally buy into that theory in any way. I think it's if if it's not working out for you and it's not true an injury or 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 whatever then you know, I think you've, you've just got to work harder at it. Now, obviously there are situations where you need a break, but I think the break is kind of built in. Like they, there would be breaks. There's, there's, you know, the gaps between the, the club and the, and the county coming together. And um, now he didn't get a huge break last year, I suppose. Was it last year they got to the county final or 2021? Yeah. I, I saw someone sent me a link the other day. It might've been you or Mickey. Um, where some county player was, or some pundit or something was talking about how uh, county players are going to get a lot more rest time now with the new split season. Um, I'll try and find it. I, I was on my phone the other day and I was foaming at the mouth as usual. <laughs> I read it because I was just like, that is just bullshit. County players are going to come back absolutely flogged. Um, I don't know but, how they're going to get more rest. How, how did they figure that out? Yeah, I'll, I'll drag it up here while you're talking. Okay. It, was, it was a link, but it's got to the stage, as I said the last time, the split season now, there's nothing it won't take credit for. It's worse than us. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, the, splits, the split season is ridiculous. I saw Eamon McGee going on about the split season has saved the McKenna Cup just before a ball was kicked in it because, yeah. it was, because there was a lot of tickets sold for, for a game. The McKenna Cup has been getting big crowds for years because... People are mad for football at this time of year. And actually, I think it was Mick Foley from the Sunday Times made a point recently, which was a great point about the National League. He says it's the only, or maybe the Mechanic Cup as well. They're the only competitions where the interest wanes as you get closer to the final. Compared to the All-Ireland or even the yeah. Ulster Championship. That's a great point. Yeah, That's like when you get to the National League final, once your own county is out of it, you couldn't yeah. care less. Like, I, I, don't, I would never consider going to a National League final unless I was working at it or whatever. Yeah, like, I would never consider. Maybe you know the only thing that would actually coax me to go would be if Clifford was playing now, because I, I, yeah. I just would. You'd go a long way to see him playing because I think he's just the best ever. But uh, he's up Connor Smith and Dara McVitie. He's up there with Connor <laughs> and Dara. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to to bring the question back, 
do Cavan ask Darren McVitie to go back in and mark him or do we trust and give the opportunity to John Cook or Evan Finnegan? I don't see Connor Mina being being detailed as a man marker on Cotton McShane. Oh no, I don't think that's to be a job for Connor Mina, no. Like there was one occasion the other night. I know he played full back Mina. Um he was out of position to be fair. He was it was out of position, but um <laughs> you know what I think it was if you're ever going to play him full back at county level, that was the night to play him full back because Things were just a little bit slower, and mm-hmm. it's not his role. Like it's, it'd be unfair to put him put him on a in a position like that where you can get exposed because it's not his role. Like I thought his passing, apart from one bad mistake the other night with with the left foot where it was intercepted, it was Ray, Raymond Galligan did well to sort of mop that one up. But his, pa- his passing was great. He gave one brilliant pass to Martin Riley, um, which led to a point in the first half. But yeah, I thought he did okay the other night at fullback. But like there was one time where where uh, an Armagh player ran at him, and and that's the weakness in his game, in my opinion. So McShane, I, I imagine, would be taking him on all day. So I don't think that would be the matchup. Definitely not. No, no. Like I, I and I think it'll be, it's a big task to uh, to ask Evan Finnegan or John Cook to do it. But look at maybe big tasks are are or the opportunity to gain confidence as well. But I, I, I just wonder, it, is it a step too far to bring back in Dara McVitie, who you think actually, the way he's playing, there's, there's pretty much nothing he couldn't do, you think, at the moment. Mm. So could yeah. he hold McShane? And in holding McShane, do you take a, a, a lot of the attack out of this Tyrone uh, team? Well, if he's if he's playing as well as, as Carr's report suggested, like um, then... You know, he he's the man that has to be stopped. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Or, or I probably would be slightly surprised. But if if and when I'm over the team, Damien, I, I, <laughs> I'd play Killian Clark in there on him. Because Killian's playing playing great football. And I know you're robbing Peter to pay Paul a little bit, but I think we've got cover in the middle. Like, will Conor Brady be able to come into the team? Um, Or maybe Conor Brady could mark McShane. But I'd rather maybe have Conor out there and, and put Killian back in there. I, I think Killian Clark will would nullify, not completely nullify, but I think Killian Clark w- won't get cleaned by any player, really. I I think, I've never seen him getting cleaned, really. Paul, you're after, you're after coming up with a nugget. That's an absolute nugget. I love it. I, I, I think we'll go with that. We'll go with that one because that I hadn't even thought of bringing Killian Clark back there. I was, you know, I, I'm so, I was so content with Killian Clark the way he was playing in the middle of the field. I, I didn't consider moving him, but you do have, David Brady got game time on Wednesday night to come into the middle of the field. Obviously, Enda Maguire is doing quite well in the middle of the field, but you could take in Ryan Donahue into the middle of the field. You've 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 got options. So mm. um yeah, I she's Paul look at Damien, I'm available for the under twenty management team. I'm waiting for the phone call and you just ignore me. You ring me and you don't even mention it. I'm like, when's he gonna say it? So just <laughs> just ring after this, we'll do it on air, but after this, if you want me in there, I'll, I'll come in. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. I would moving on to the rest of the changes then, or are there more changes? Because I think I think in fairness to the lads that, that have been playing, like you're not changing you're not changing two of your three half forwards. as in I think Ocean Brady starts, but whether he starts inside or or, or on the forty is just the, the question, but he definitely starts. And then I think Jerry Smith Ushing Kiernan as the two wing forwards. They're nailed on in those positions. I don't I don't see anybody getting into those positions while the two lads are fit. Yeah, they're nailed on there. Yeah. And you know what? I, I do think that they're probably half backs by trade. 
but I suppose mm-hmm. in the, I suppose there's not much difference in half back and half forward anymore. But um, that half back line looks looks nailed on so far with the players that that they have. There's there is great competition for places, and it's going to be so interesting to see uh, what the starting team is going to be in in the league because that's only a couple of weeks away. Like, and you have yeah. a lot of players to come back in, and you know there's players that have come in there and done well, and it would be harsh if they were if they were dropped, like. Tierney Madden is the main one I'm thinking of there. Like he, I know it's only two games and it's against against the poor Antrim and uh, kind of a funny kind of a game against Armagh, but he's done so well. Like, um, I think Conor Brady starts. <clears throat> I think Conor Brady has been really was really good for Cavan last year. The only game he probably didn't play well in was the Talisker Cup final, and it was a bad matchup with O'Toole. Yeah. <clears throat> but he played really well against Antrim and so on. And he, like he's been, he has established himself as as one of the best players on one of the best teams in the county. So like and he's a leader with Garner as well. So I think Conor Brady's a starter if he's fit and available. I, I would oh, see him as a as a definite starter. I I I I I was actually when you were starting with he has established I I I was going to say he's established himself as a starter for Calvin. Like it, I don't think yeah. if Conor Brady's fit he he starts, you know. Maybe you, you you debate over which position, but you make a position for him. Um, now, I before Wednesday night, I was thinking him in the half back line with with, with Darren McVitie and and Kieran Brady is one hell of a half back line. But like that, Tiernan Madden is is going to be hard moved out of that spot. So you could put Conor Brady into the middle of the field, and he's he's equally as effective. You know, I, I think the 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 realization for all Cavan supporters how good Conor Brady was was when. Um, Enniskill and Gales literally detailed a man marker to not play football but just stay in Conor Brady's face the whole time even when Enniskill and Gales had the ball he was in Conor Brady's face so oh. I think that that kind of says it all there He he's a, he's one of the top players in the county at the moment um, Everyone fit Damien we haven't had this this conversation yet on the podcast everyone fit I mean what's your team like? Oh no we need a preparation for this. Yeah, we pro- we probably do, but I've I've scratched out a few names. We we debate over three hours over <laughs> constantly on WhatsApp. Looking at the back line, right? Well, obviously, Raymond's the uh, the man for the goals at the moment. Uh, Jason McLaughlin, Park Park Faulkner, and Killian the Gunner. I think is the full back line. Yeah, I can't I, argue with it at the moment. I can't see anyone else getting in there unless I don't know. I know Killian's on the honeymoon and. Maybe Jason's carrying a knock. I don't know if it was Park carrying a knock or were they resting on the last day. The halfback line at the minute is is Holla, uh, Darren McFeedy and Tiernan Madden. That's pretty that's pretty nailed on at the moment. Uh is gonna play on the on the forty or full forward. Garoda's gonna start anyway. James Smith is gonna start. Gillian Clark is gonna start. Yeah, I have Killian in for midfield, along with Connor Brady. For now, so we're looking at. I, I honestly, I honestly think there's about seventeen definite starters at the minute. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm getting to. Jerseys are jerseys are going to run out here. Paddy Lynch is a definite. This is if everyone's fit. And I, I know it's going to be a rare day that everyone is fit. Um. So how many are we down to now? One. Well, I Raymond, have you Raymond, have... Jason, Park, uh, Killian, Kieran, Mark, Mark Riley's a definite. Well, so far, what we have nailed on for definite starters are Raymond Galligan, Jason McLaughlin, Porrick Faulkner, and Killian Brady, Kieran Brady, Darren McFeedy. We can't say Tiernan Madden, to be fair, as a definite starter. 
No. So so far we've got six. Uh Killian Clark and Connor Brady brings us up to eight. Garoda is nine. James Smith's ten. Paddy Lynch is eleven. I, who who, who I we forget? I, okay, Ke- I, I I'll tell Ke- you. Ke- 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 I don't have Keen. I have Keen as a maybe. I'm literally after jotting this down while you're talking there. Okay. So I, I have I have um the back four the same as you have. I've I've Connor Brady, Darren McVeady, and Halla, definite starters. I've James Smith, Killian Clark, definite starters. Jerry Smith and Ushin Kieran and definite starters. I've Martin Riley, Garod McKiernan, and Paddy Lynch, definite starters. So I have fourteen and then Have you Ushin Kiernan? Yeah, Ushin Kieran. Jerry Smith, yeah. Jerry Smith, yeah. So I have fourteen definite starters and then Tiernan Madden, Ushin Brady, Key and Madden are all playing really, really well for that final spot. Yeah, I I don't know if Martin is a definite starter. Um not that He's not good enough or whatever. I just think at this stage of his career, maybe he's going to be an impact sub. It's going to be starting some games and coming on in some games. He's a player that you definitely want on the field in every game. But well, given given what he's done in the two games you've seen so far, mm. I'm just wary of judging too much on those games. But yeah, of course, yeah, he looks great and he looks. I think he looks in great shape at the minute. He's in great shape. The Donegal game last year was sort of a a game where Cavan had almost everyone available to them. Uh, Ushin Karen only came on in that game but I think he wasn't 100% fit Thomas Callaghan is gone Darren Feely is in um, Cormac O'Reilly started that game which I had forgotten that Cormac started that game uh, but Martin O'Reilly didn't start it Ushin Karen didn't start it so essentially that's that's your group there from last year plus the new lads have come in we didn't mention Conor Mina. Um is he a definite starter? Do you know what he could be? You see, I think we could be at a point where there, there is more than 15 definite starters. Yeah. In, in a particular day, Conor Mina, against a particular opposition, Conor Mina is a definite starter. It's only, you know, th- there are some times where you'll say, okay, no, that, that won't suit Conor Mina. I think at this stage, there, there are some situations that you have, you'll have to maybe change a lot of positions to in order, in order to get the number one asset out of Conor Minor, which is his kick passing ability and freeing him up to get into positions to do that. So um, I think there are definite, there are days when, and there will be a lot of days this year where you're saying the best thing for Calvin is to start Conor Minor here. So yeah, he, he's he's definitely in that conversation as a, as a, as a definite starter, but I think with 14 definite starters, if they're, if they're all fit, I don't, I don't see you taking out Raymond Galligan um, Jason McLaughlin, Park Faulkner, Killian the Gunner, Connor Brady, Darren McVitie, Halla, James Smith, Killian Clark, Jerry Smith, Ushin Kiernan, M- Martin Riley. For me, if he's fit, he's starting. Grod McKiernan and Paddy Lynch. I, I, I don't see any of them when they're fully fit not starting. Yeah, and you know when it comes to it, some of those lads, we probably won't reach that day where everyone's fully fit because it's rare you get that. But some, <clears throat> some of those lads are not going to be guaranteed starters this year, like. That's it. We're going to have to accept that. Like, be yeah. it whoever. Some lads are, are going to lose their place this year. And to be fair, crude as it sounds, because a lot of those lads have put in so many years, that is what the team needs. They, they do need some fresh blood. I honestly think that that they need to get three or four lads into the mix and rejuvenate things. We talked about that before. 
one lad I like, we haven't seen new lad in the mix that has rejuvenated. He's he's on that, you know, that who's that? Paddy Lynch. Yeah, well, I, I'm talking about new lads, like new lads altogether. You are new lads every single year. No, no, not every year. No, but you I think new it, lad last year. We had one new lad last year, which was Paddy Lynch. But I, I think that at this stage in the development of this team and and their age profiles and their miles on the clock and so on, I know what you're saying. We need, we need, a, they need a couple to come in. Niall Carlin, I think, is one that that Mickey Graham obviously rates him very highly. Like he mm-hmm. he brought him in as a starter last year. Um, I think we could see Carlin when he's fit. If I had to pick one player outside of that, all those names we just mentioned, who might start a big league game or start a championship game, it's Niall Carlin. Yeah, yeah. I th- I I I still think yeah. yeah there, there's there's a lot of potential in a lot of them actually, and even like Ryan O'Neill, I don't think he's really done it wrong. I think he's done his he's he's done his chances of getting league time. Uh, 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 he's given himself a greater chance of getting league time. I think with his with his mechanical performances. So, um, yeah, like there's there's a lot of guys. I I I think that we're starting to see. Like you're looking at Niall Carlin now, and he's probably two two to two to three years of of constantly working on on his athletic development with Andre Quinn. Um, Ryan O'Neill is at the same position. You know, lads, we're starting to see with the, that that conditioning under the belt for a period of time, they're ready to go. I think they're really ready to go. It's just, are the, the lads who haven't got that and coming into the squad, are they ready to go? Is David Brady ready to go straight away? Is Tiernan, well, Tiernan Madden has, has the three years and, and maybe a bit longer um, under Andre um, as well. So there's, there's, there's just those question marks on it. Like another player, and I've been, talking about him for years since we, we we we've been mad to see his gps that's like jack mckenna i i do believe there's a there's room for him and that team when he's at his absolute best um you know but yeah we, we've just been unlucky we haven't got to see him play so through injury and that yeah yeah i'd, lo- I'd love to see him get a good run out because he's he, he definitely is a top club player like and he looks to have something that not too many other players have like He's such a good athlete, and he's, he's such a big man as well. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. So I haven't a clue what the, what the team is going to be against Tyrone. Um, but I don't think I've ever gone into a Tyrone game with as much optimism. I think I'm I'm opt- very optimistic about this Are game. You? I am. I am. I'm very optimistic about this. Game. Reversal. I'm not. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. I'm not... I, I, when I seen 12 of the lads who won in All-Ireland... Um, I was kind of saying they're they're actually probably taking it more serious than we are in in Cavan. I think, I think there there are players that if Mickey Graham really wanted to push it, he he could 
give more game time to or 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 get them onto the field. But maybe I, he will though. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. But I then you'd imagine that that would unsettle the current team a little bit more. So it's it's I I, th- I think when I read the report from the Derry uh, Tyrone game. I because me and you, I think it was me and you had the conversation that if there is one team who are are gunning for this competition and and mad to go and win it, it's down because new manager and you know get get off to a good start, get some silverware, build confidence. Um, but when I read the the report from Tyrone Derry, they're both gunning. They were both gunning to win this competition because they they put out strong teams like it was. 12 of the All-Ireland winning players and I think it could have been 10 of the Ulster winning players for Derry so you know they they, they weren't holding back in any way so I've I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm not as full of optimism as you are for tomorrow night Which Yeah well the fact that Cavan have it at home um, Cavan are 15 to 8 Throwing are 8 to 15 Bookie's not giving Cavan much of a squeak there really like um now, some people back Kavanaugh 11 to 4 the other night against Armagh. So the bookies don't take much of Kavanaugh at the minute. Um, to have Kavanaugh in at, at those, that sort of price at home. But maybe it's because Kavanaugh have been lining out experimental teams. I, I'm I'm confident about it. I, I just like like the look of Kavanaugh at the minute. Mm. Um, I just like their body language. And I, I think the experienced lads are, are really, really tuned in and up for it. And They'd love to beat their own. Beat our man throwing in the same week. As I said the last day, I don't care what if it's uh, FIFA 2005 we're playing. If you could beat our man throwing in the same week, it's, it's a great week. Yeah, I uh, look at it, it. It would be. I think. I do think it'll it'll have to be, a, you know, a, a, a step up even again from Widens tonight. Like I thought, we were we were we were right at the pitch necessary in the first half, bar. Maybe a fifteen-minute spell after you, we went five ahead, but I do think considering conditions and everything, I thought that was a really excellent performance in the first half overall. Shot conversion rate and and ball retention while still trying to penetrate. Like there's, for me, there's a big, big difference in in possession retention football and trying to score. And I think the one thing that I'm seeing with Calvin. In, in the McKenna Cup so far is when they have possession it's not about retention it's about trying to score sometimes that does mean moving laterally but they're all squaring up to the goals they're all looking at the target they're all trying to penetrate when the option is there there's no situations where you're turning around and going oh if you just had have looked forward you could have got something out of this they're all doing that naturally at the minute so I think the coaching staff deserve credit on that like I, I like the way Cavan are playing at the moment I like the the as you said the energy but the style that we're playing so um, there is a lot to be positive about I just I don't know I'm just getting the feeling that that Tyrone are a wounded animal after last year I think they're they're they were kind of they're they're out to prove that well no that wasn't a blip that that All-Ireland wasn't a blip despite what Paul F- Fitzpatrick says Maybe so. Yeah, I'd say I feature prominently in their team talk. Sorry. Um, the thing is, Damien, a lot of people, if you ask a lot of the supporters or you asked us what kind of a team are, are Cavan putting out, we'd be like, ah, oh, it's experimental. They're trying out a lot of fellas. If you look at the team that started the other night against um, against Armagh, the, the only lads who didn't play 
championship football last year were or didn't start even in the championship last year were Cook, Finnegan, Tiernan Madden, and then the Maguire. I don't know the Russian or, and Ryan O'Neill. I don't know the Russian Brady started against the championship, but he has started games in the championship before. Um, yeah. Evan Finnegan started the Division Four League final last year, so it's still an experienced Cavan team. Like it's it's. There's still maybe mm. ten very experienced players there, or eight very experienced players, and a couple of lads who have been there a couple of years, like Ocean Brady and Keen Madden, and the rest of them are, are, you know, a lot of them are approaching veteran, the veteran stage of their career. Like so, I I think it's there's enough experience there on the field to definitely be highly competitive with Tyrone. I don't. My point I was trying to make earlier, and I butchered it a bit, was there might be all Ireland medals in that Tyrone team, but uh, they're the worst all Ireland champions in a long, long time. Then so. Yeah, <laughs> the air, the air, Damien. Who was worse than them? I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a, it's a very kind of sweeping statement. It's very hard to quantify. I know. Yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of bullshit I trade off. <laughs> you, can't, you can't prove it. There's there's actually a few talk points come in on Instagram before we wrap up. Um, Both of them. We'll yeah, a lot of people were were uh, really getting on the bandwagon after the after the some great comments come in after the Arma. Um, after the Armagh victory. So, okay. Uh, some of the talking points. Tiernan Madden was brilliant. Some worker. They all put in some shift. Yeah. Uh, Armagh ruined the game with all the changes. How was Martin Riley's crest on his shorts so clean in the picture with Raymond? There was a photograph there with, with uh, Raymond getting a presentation and uh, yeah, Martin's crest. <laughs> spot. He must have had a spare crest to stick on. Yeah. Uh, Evan Finnegan and Ryan O'Neill to start all games in this competition, but none after. That's I don't know what that I don't know if that a criticism or a compliment to the lads. Um don't know but don't know what that comment's about. Impressive, but going ten or twelve minutes without a score might have been the conditions though. Yeah, I, I, fair point. That was Cavan's sticky spell in the first half. Well did, can we take it back to that that point when it is a talking point? I still you think the football on show, considering the conditions and everything, of, in the first order was of the highest order. In the first half was of the highest order. I, for both, for both I teams. Genuinely thought it was yeah. for both teams. Oh, completely, yeah. completely. Like and and when you have two good quality teams, you know you're gonna have maybe a ten to fifteen minute spell. Well, particularly if you're after dominating, like our at the other end of this podcast in Armagh, are they saying, "Oh, our first fifteen minutes was terrible," you know, and that's not good enough? And and it, it was compared to. Cavins was, was brilliant, but then the, when you have two good quality teams, you're, you're going to have a trade off. You're going to each team is going to have their purple patch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hard to read into the second half after Armagh changed their team. Good performance overall, but trying not to get carried away. Hashtag Cavan Ulster Champions 2023. Going back into uh, hard to read into the performance in the second half, it's not that hard to read into Cavins' performance. You know, like Cavan's performance, I think we maintained the level that we were at in the first half. It was just that the opposition didn't. I, I thought Cavan were poor enough in the second quarter myself. Like, they did squander a five-point lead. I know they, they got the last score of the half. Um, yeah, I, I thought Cavan upped it. And there's no reason to say Cavan weren't going to up it anyway. But in the second half, mm. like it, Cavan, Cavan's level of performance, yeah, they upped it from second to third quarter. Yeah. Um and 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 I think by the end of the third quarter it was over as a contest really barren they they got in two goals they got one that kind of made it exciting for a few minutes but it, it never really looked like Cavan were going to lose the game. 
Breffney in poor condition, Tiernan Madden superb. I, I think Breffney's in good condition because you consider the rain, to be honest. Completely agree. Completely like, agree. That uh, an awful lot of pitches wouldn't have been playable after that rain. Uh, Cavan are winning the All Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's listen. Need, it's need, fine. To get to, need to get that guy on the on the pod. Cavan yeah, for Sam. Yeah, the, ne- the next one says also Cavan for Sam. You're yeah. all welcome to join us in the podcast. Not to overhype things, but we're winning the All Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I love our listeners. Podcast straight after the games. Great addition. Thank you very much. We'll we'll, we'll try to keep going. I know it's only January, but it's hard to see who's going to stop Cavan winning the All Ireland. <laughs> I love how our optimism is spreading here. Players training and playing in that weather reminds you of their dedication. Definitely, and and playing so well. McGinney drinking lion's tea. I said, put on more subs. He said, there are no more. <laughs> that deserves a name name check. Yeah, that came from Ronan Hurricane. Well done. Well done, Ronan. Uh, Lavi for Sam. Lavi man. Lavi man, get get out of our mentions. Stick here. Uh, <laughs> cabin for Sam. That's the third cabin for Sam, independent of each other. Uh, I like this one here. We may never lose again. <laughs> Do you know what? It's it's highly probable. Tackling in defence, especially McFeed, he was top notch. We do need to stop the ref back chat. Yeah. Do, do you know what? And and if I if I was to be in any way critical, it was it like there may have been too many fouls given away in in, in defence, but it comes as as a result of body position and aggression in the challenge and you want both of those things like you have to be in your body position has to be close to the player to try to stop him and then to try to dispossess him um and you have to be aggressive at county senior level i think i think if if you're managing the team and going through the analysis you'd be pulling up some of the fouls in the end i think darren mcveedy picked up a yellow card for i you could see the referee doing that one, two, three, pointing to three different areas to say it's for persistent fire. Yeah, yeah. And that that fire a good bit, all right. But I but I I'll take that. It's, it's like it's like people talking about Killian the gunner. You know, oh God, he, he can give away freeze. But look, compare the freeze given away to the number of turnovers. Darren McVitie had far more turnovers than he had freeze given away. And Kieran Brady definitely had far more turnovers than than freeze given away. So you take that trade off all day long. If they can continue to work that the opposition when they have possession of the ball, are worried about how they're going to keep the ball rather than time to think about, well, you know, can I give that perfect pass to the man inside there? They don't have time to think. When Darren McVitie, Kieran Brady, Killian the Gunner are chasing you down, you don't get time to think about what you want to do with the ball. You just try to think about how am I getting away from these three hounds that are trying to take the ball from me. Yeah, yeah. I remember the piece I wrote a couple of years ago where... I called them the firm. It was Faulkner, Brady, and Brady. I said it sounds okay. like a solicitor's firm, and then I suggested that we could, we just call them the firm. The three hard men of the cabin defence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Forwards are passing the ball around too much and not switching wings. That came from a eighty-three-year-old farmer in cabin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that one. Uh, Ray Galligan is probably one of Cavan's best ever players. Here, here. And you know what? I I I I'm going to put my neck on the line here. And I know there are we, we had a couple of um diehards listeners who got in contact and, and said how um oh you using the young Willie Young won two all Ireland. Yes, yeah. And then there was a second one from down at West Cav and the name eludes me. Matt McHugh. Matt McHugh, yeah. Matt McHugh, Matt McHugh as well. 
I'm going to nail my colours to the mast. Raymond Galligan is the best goalkeeper in Cavan's history. And Cavan has a, has a great history, but none of them have brought the goalkeeper to the level that Ray Galligan has brought it to. Like he's, he, he, he is for me, when I pick my greatest ever Cavan team, Raymond Galligan is in the goals. And he's probably the only player of the current era who makes that team. You know, the rest of them have so many Ulster titles and all Ireland titles, but Ray Galligan, I don't, I think he's undisputed. In my opinion, it was definitely the best I've ever seen. And as I said, the last day, I've I've done, uh, I've done a good bit of research like over the years and been familiar with with Cavan teams going back a long way. And to, it's one position where where Cavan always chopped and changed. Like in the sixties, it was a different goalie every year. Um, mm. I don't even think we had, I don't even think the same goalie played in two of the finals in the sixties or two winning those finals. Like in nineteen sixty seven, Seamus Galligan was in goals. By sixty nine, it was Paddy Lyons. So, um. Yeah, Raymond, Raymond is the man. Uh, yeah, the, Matt McHugh, who you mentioned, Damien, interestingly, he was a plastic surgeon by trade. He's probably the only plastic surgeon ever to play in goals for Cavan. Wow. Yeah. I also that, thought that was not interesting. A, there's not a punchline to this. No, no, he was. He was. I could give you one. <laughs> give me a minute. Ranging faces <laughs> anybody come in near him. No, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a punchline if you want. Give me a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I also was interesting because the goalkeeper, um, obviously, like you're putting yourself in the line of danger, particularly with your hands. And here was a man who who was a classic surgeon, so it was very intricate. So he needed his hands. But anyway, he was supposed to be a deadly goalie with Cavan in the sixties. Um, yeah. Last couple of talking points. They didn't just beat one Armagh team; they bet two of them. Yes, I love that. Love that. Lines, yeah. McVitie masterclass. And then the last one was uh, thoughts on Mullahorn winning much this upcoming season. We're not going to get into that one, David. <laughs> Set it, set it by you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. Okay. Look, folks, throw-in is at 5 p.m. tomorrow in Kingspan Brefney. We're not even going to tell you about it being on Northern Sound um, because we want all Cavan supporters to get in and uh, cheer on Cavan to hopefully beat Tyrone. One optimistic pundit here and one not-so-optimistic pundit here, which is not the normal way of things but we'll we'll go with it anyway delighted to see things roles being reversed around um just before we go folks want to bring your attention to uh cavan live podcast that we have up for our ga followers that wouldn't remember the name key and mcenroe from castle ran uh used to play for castle ran but now is down in australia but mark farley our cavan lives uh podcaster picked up a conversation with with Kean, a really really interesting conversation so if you haven't already subscribed to the Cavan Lives podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan do so it's only three euro a month um, but very very entertaining stuff there and obviously we had our reaction podcast from the Armagh game immediately after the game where we caught up with Mickey Graham and the um, Raymond Galligan who made his 100 cap for Cavan um, on Wednesday night so a, a phenomenal achievement there that's why we were talking a bit much about Raymond Galligan there but one more thing I... one more thing to me that we, I wanted to give a plug to the Eco Shack we talked about this off air as well friends of ours yeah. who who own and run the Eco Shack which is a zero waste yeah. store uh, in Cavan Town on Main Street next door to the Imperial and uh, they've been going for probably a year and a half they opened during Covid two sisters Blahin and, and Maeve and uh, great friends of the pod and they had a, they had a a series of messages up on Instagram the other evening and they were just saying how it's difficult it's getting difficult because they'd like to get a little bit more support and and uh, some of the zero waste shops around the country are struggling to survive so we said we'd give it give it a push on the pod because it, mm. they sell a lot of organic food and 
uh, food that would aid recovery and it'd be ideal for footballers. And if you if you are buying that kind of thing, I ask you to consider just buy buying local and and calling into the eco shack. You can also buy online, and uh, they're very quick to post stuff out. You can collect stuff in store, so it's a it's a really good shop, really good people, and uh, love it if, if some of the weird cabin listeners would give them a bit of support. Yeah, we'll post the link to the website on on the um, on the comments in the description of this show. But it it is it it has all your seeds and 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 rices and pastas and stuff like that. And it is an, an environmentally friendly idea, so please do support it. But it also has stuff like your soaps and your uh, washing detergents and stuff like that. But all um, eco-friendly products so it's really good the interesting one that, that that i found on the groups that i was sharing with was the reusable christmas cracker don't know how that works don't, don't fully understand it but um, i'm sure it was uh, a, a big seller if that can't sell in cabin it'll never sell <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly so okay get on to the, the the website below and and have a look at what they offer and call in and tell them where cabin sent you Okay, folks, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Mechanic Cup semi-final tomorrow evening.